Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. And we're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you with Caleb and Tyler. And today we're going to talk about nutrition and we're going to make it as simple as we possibly can. And then even more simple. And, and then simpler. even more and then even more simple. So uh, nutrition is something that is greatly overcomplicated by so many different people. And there's so much information out there and so many different people saying lots of different things on social media and can be very very confusing can be very very overwhelming and i remember when i started my nutrition journey feeling very overwhelmed with lots of different information and going into the grocery store can be a very overwhelming feeling when you there's so many different options you don't know what to pick and so we want to make this as simple as possible we want to give you guys some takeaways to say uh what are the most important things you need to be focusing on and to move the needle the most and how can we major on in what is important and not focus on what is not so important. So I think this will be a great discussion. One of my favorite social media posts that goes around every once in a while is when people clip together all of the social media influencers all saying contradictory things or all saying that something that is a minor is the most important thing. And most of the time it is because they sell a product that is related to one aspect of nutrition. And so their whole thing is seed oils or their whole thing is organic or their whole thing is not supplements. artificial supplements. Yeah, supplements. Their whole thing they, is some sort of uh, some sort of product. So for us, I think we're just going to keep it as absolutely simple as possible and keep it to only things that are going to move the needle in huge percentage points. Right. We're not going to talk about things that are maybe good things or healthy things in the long run, but things that are going to get what you want right now, which is most likely to lose a little bit of body fat, to see some results from all your hard work in the gym, put on some muscle, and to feel better. And so we're going to try to sift through that and keep it even more simple than we sometimes accidentally do. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. There's a lot of people out there that make a living and make money on you being confused. Um, and so the last thing we want to do is, like, go down this rabbit hole that never ends, and all of a sudden you look back and you haven't done a single thing and hadn't taken any type of action, and you're just as confused as where when you started. And, uh, you know, is this colored plant worse for me than that other colored plant? Uh, just it gets crazier the, the more you look at it. Um, and something that I, I try to think about, um, is when it comes to nutrition and, and Caleb, you nailed it, um, is like, what's our goal? Like, what's the ideal outcome of focusing on the nutrition? Do you, uh, you know, do you have a chronic disease that you are trying to take care of? Are you, you know, you know, chronically, uh, you know, obese, are you a diabetic? Do you have those things? But even like as complicated as those things can be, there's still some really simple answers towards applying and seeing progress. So, um, not majoring in the minors, like you said, 
um, is, is a good place to start. Complex medical issues are solved by the most simple things. And so even though the what you're struggling with is very complex, my thyroid isn't functioning correctly, or um, I've got some sort of, oh, uh, my metabolism is, I've, I've messed up my metabolism. All of these things that sound logical, yeah. but... Uh, we think that they need an equally complex solution. And what we're going to talk about is how we've seen hundreds of lives change from the most simple thing. So we're going to keep it real simple. I heard, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, let's just focus on, uh, you know, doing these few things will get you 90 to 95% of the way there. And all the other things, the supplements and the other things that people are selling on the internet, they might have half a percent difference 0.25% of difference 1% of difference when doing these major the major things are going to be get you 95% of the way there and for most people 95% of the way there is more than enough for what their particular goals are so what do you think should we talk about like what are what are the majors like what are the things to do and then maybe just bring in some of the counterpoints of saying this doesn't mean that it's got to be this or it's got to be this but just keeping it super simple um, all right, well, let's just go through the five things. Yeah, These are our be- this is our beach body challenge. Yeah. This is our nutrition coaching. This is everything that we do when we meet with a client. These are the things we talk about. And so we're just going to go, yeah. and I don't know, you pick before, the order. Be- no, before we start, I'm just going to say it doesn't matter what you do. If you're not doing it consistently, it doesn't matter. Yep. You have to do these things every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. For 10 years. For 10 years. And it, it won't even take that long. If you do if you do these things consistently every day, every, every for six weeks. For six weeks. Six I, weeks. I, I was going back and through the Coyote Fitness um, YouTube page, and I watched a video uh, that, you know, that we had done a while ago. We were profiling different coaches. And the one on me, it, it just ended up the Beachbody Challenge, and I had lost 27 pounds. And I forgot I lost that much weight. In six weeks, I lost 27 pounds. Let's talk about you putting on 27 <laughs> yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, it's like. That's pretty simple. The winner of our Beachbody Challenge just came in, and one of the struggles with why she didn't sign up was um, with uh, a health complication that she thought was a fatalistic thing. And I said, hey, let's not worry about that. Let's just do the challenge. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, Minus 17 pounds of body fat in six weeks. So so consistently, consistency also goes with, while you're doing it, maybe quit consuming nutrition content. Maybe quit looking up what, seeing what influencers are are saying on social media because it's like the shiny object syndrome. You're having success for three weeks and then, oh, well, this other person over here is making meals. Maybe I should go do that. No, stick with what's working. So let's start with, the caveat to all this is consistency. If you're not doing it every single day, then it's not going to matter. So with all that being said, let's go into the first one. The Let's start real simple. Let's start with water. Is that yeah. okay? Can we do that? 100 ounces of water is the number that we give. If you're, a, if you're a relatively small lady, 80 ounces is probably the same thing as, you know, 100 ounces for a 200-pound plus male. But if you're consuming, aiming for 100 ounces of water a day... Um, you are going to experience less hunger. You're going to experience fullness. You're going to experience better gut health, uh, which maybe that's too complex of a term. Yeah. Let's not even go into that. Like more that. energy. Your, your stomach energy. will help. Yeah. Your workouts, you are going to feel less tired when you do a workout. Promise. I, more than anything, I'll tell you, if you start drinking water, you're going to find that you have that 
what used to be this unicorn day where you come in the gym and you've got all the energy, it is going to help make you feel like you have taken a huge dose of pre-workout or caffeine and it's just hydration. And that's that pure H2O, baby. Just you're talking gonna, about yeah, straight you're gonna, water. You're going to sleep better Free. too. Yeah. Um, you know, we could talk about when to do it, but you know, most people learn I should probably get my water in early in the day. So I don't wake up a lot in the middle of the night to pee. Um, the easiest way to do it is buy a 33 ounce bottle of water and drink three of those a day Buy some people like to have the gallon jugs. Those are too big for me. You can have that or buy a shaker bottle and fill up 20 ounces of water five times a day. Hey, if you've got that Stanley, fill that Stanley up three times. You, know, you, you know who you're talking to. There you go. Find something and determine, all right, how many of these do I need to drink a day and do it every single day. Make a little tally mark. Uh, give yourself or put a reminder on your phone. You could put five. So if you're if you have if you're going to drink five shaker bottles, put five reminders on your phone that are going to beep at 10, 12, 2, 4, 6. Perfect. There you go. Or if you have if you're going to do three at 10, 1, 4, something like that. Have it beep five, however many times it needs to every day. Make sure you're done. Okay, so are that's we sure, one. Are we sure that's not too complex? No. It, Drink feel, it feels good. Let's go. I feel All good right. about that. Okay, what's the next one? Next one is going to be sleep. We're okay. going to stick with the free things. We're going to yeah. start with the free things. Things, the things you can do. The things you can do tonight. Uh, sleep. Let's not go into hormones. Let's not go into all of this. Let's just say very simply, if you don't sleep enough, your body needs energy and the thing your brain is going to tell you to do is to go and eat. And so what you'll find is that when you don't sleep enough and when you're really tired and you have that night where you don't sleep, you are going to be driving down the road and you are going to want to pull into the fast food restaurant. You're not going to want to go and warm up the normal food. You're going to want to swing in and find some sort of sugary, sweet, salty combination crunchy donut soft something now you're gonna find you're gonna want something right now and it is going to be screaming your name this happened to me yesterday right What'd yesterday i didn't i went home <laughs> and here's what's awesome is i i asked my wife i said and poor her poor pregnancy but i almost was hoping that she would be like yeah let's do it i said do you want to just go like, let's just go out. To, let's just go eat whatever. Mickey D's. And she's like, I can't do it. She had just worked out. I didn't work out yesterday. Didn't get a chance to. And she had just worked out at home in the garage. She didn't get a chance to go to the gym. But she said, I'm doing 10 minutes. I'm doing at home. I'll do whatever I can until you get home. And she held me accountable to it. We just ate our normal food. I wanted so badly just to order five guys. Like, it's a Ooh. win. It was, oh, would have been... <laughs> All right, so Sweet. the simplest way, instead of thinking about hormones and all this stuff, just think when you don't get enough energy from recovery and sleep, your body's not going to be able to rebuild from what you did the day before, and you're going to wake up, and throughout the day, you're going to be fighting cravings because your body is telling your, those chemicals are telling you, I need to get energy, and calories are energy. If I could set a simple sleep goal, how long should I sleep? Eight hours. That's, there it is. The Eight. simplest way to do it is whatever time you go to bed normally – move that up 30 minutes or one hour depending on how much sleep you're getting it's it's easy math if you get up at 7 a.m that means you need to be asleep by 11 a.m at the absolute latest so you probably need to be in bed by no later than 10 30 10 30 yeah if you get up at 6 a.m you need to be in bed no later than 9 30 and we can get all you know complicated on the gadgets and the hrv and the rem i'm already confused i'm already confused just Just sleep just Just go to sleep go Whatever, if you're not getting eight hours of sleep consistently, whatever your bedtime is, 
move that up just a little bit to make sleep, to make sure you get more sleep. Sleep and muscle. Um, estimates around 80% of your natural human growth hormone, your steroids that your body naturally produces, uh, that, that gets produced when you sleep. So, that yeah, that's too complicated. <laughs> uh, you get free steroids when you go to sleep. That's it. If you sleep for eight hours a night, you are getting free God-given steroids. So uh, everybody yeah. wants muscle. It doesn't mean you're going to bulk. It means the hard work is going to pay off in the gym. Beautiful. All right, that's great. All right, so that's 100 ounces of water. Get eight hours of sleep. All right, what's the next one? Uh, let's go to, let's go to, protein. Protein. Let's okay. go to protein. The I reason love we're protein. gonna the reason we're gonna start at protein is because we just started and talked about all your hard work paying off. Um, we're going to get to what that hard work is later, but with protein, I think the simplest way to think about it is when you eat meat, your body gets what it needs to help restore your muscle and for it to build. Yeah. If you want your muscles to be strong, eat protein. And the reason we want strong muscles is not first and foremost, so you can PR lift. It's so that you can create structure around your internal organs and structure around your joints because the number one thing i've worked in a pt's office for for almost two years and the one thing with people as we age that improve that can decrease our quality of life is if you have joint pain or you lose your ability to move the way that you used to and so muscle is going to give the greatest buffer against being in pain and having joints that don't function like they used to. Somebody said this to me one time and it made it super simple. It was like, do you want to be strong? Yes. Okay. Eat protein. Yeah. The best analogy I've found that can help people understand protein is think of a, think of your house, your body as a, a brick house and protein is bricks on the side of that house or next to that house. Um, when you're working out, you're tearing down part of the, some of those bricks. So you're, you're trying to make your house bigger by working out. Well, if you don't have bricks to rebuild, your your house is just going to stay broken down. And then another, you know, so you need the, that, that protein to be able to have those bricks to rebuild your house bigger. Another is as you get older, you can start thinking of some of those bricks to start falling away, falling off the house. And if you don't have bricks close by to replace that, they're just going to, you're, they're just going to stay, you're, you're going to lose bricks over time. So you're going to lose muscle over time. So to me, protein. So how do, how do we get protein? We get protein from eating lean meats we get protein from eating healthy fats we get protein from fish uh oh yeah the, yeah lean Seafood, meat so fish. let's go into yeah so let's go into it if you don't um, like if you don't like meat you can have fish yep um if you're vegan you can have tofu yeah um you know even in small amounts like some certain like you said like mm-hmm uh, vegetables have like you know certain amounts of it, but don't expect that to be a main source. Beans, beans, uh, yeah, dairy, yeah, fats. Those things are accessory proteins. The main proteins are uh, powder, lean meat, fish, seafood. Yeah, simply put, every every meal should start with your protein source. So that should be your first thought. What is my protein source going to be in yeah, this meal? Choose choose your meal based on protein. Is it going to be chicken? Is it going to be beef? Is it going to be seafood? Or is it going to be protein powder? How or, much protein should I eat if you know we need a just a small little goal? Body weight. Get your body weight and protein. If you know you carry extra body weight, choose your goal body weight because you know and uh, well, let's just keep it at that. Yeah. Goal. Yeah. Your the the body weight where your dream goal is. That's usually where you're leanest. 
that's your leanness that's the amount of muscle that you carry and structurally carry that's what we aim for yeah simple uh, enough simple simple enough enough. if if you have trouble getting protein buy a protein supplement we sell them at the gym they sell them at stores get some protein and have it every single day can you can you have too much protein from supplement that's going in the weeds don't worry about it. Just get your protein. Prioritize that over how you got it. It's three meals and one supplement a day. Yep. Three meals and one supplement protein on a rare occasion. If one of those meals needs to be a supplement too, do two supplements. But uh, that's kind of the best, I think, the best approach with it. Okay. The last thing I'll say about yeah. protein is one of the other added benefits is because we our natural tendency is to be given too much food, the thing that makes protein great is it's the most filling of all the foods you can eat. So you're going to kill two birds with one stone. You're going to get the muscle benefit of eating protein. And you're also going to get the fullness benefit that will prevent you from filling up on the other things around you that we tend to overeat. Yeah. And instead of those calories being fat or carbs, they're protein. They're protein and they're less in total. So, uh, we've uh, got water. We've right, got so we got sleep. water. We got sleep. We got protein. All right. What's next? Next, we're going to talk about total calories. Okay. This is this is going to be the most complex of the non-complex conversation we have. If your body carries excess weight, it causes pain. It causes inflammation. It causes uh, potentially causes chronic disease. You carry a backpack through the rest of your life that's a little heavier than it needs to be. And that gives a trickle down to your joints and to your overall energy and your capability. It is important to understand that the calories are going to determine your weight exclusively. And it is the only thing that will determine your weight. So when it comes to trying to figure out how much should I eat? I, man, I'm torn. Do we go Do we go into calories or do we just say... Look, the simplest way to say it is... Eat for two weeks. Measure your weight. If you don't go down, you're eating too much. Try two more weeks of eating very similar and let's cut down some of the, not protein, let's cut down some of the carbohydrate, some of the fat, some of the starches, some of the breads. Let's eat out less, maybe one less time and then weigh yourself again. And if it's not going in that direction, then you may need a a little bit more complex conversation. The simplest way to say it is eating less than you burn, you will lose weight. Eating more than you burn, you will gain weight. That is it. And so how you determine that is where it get a, gets a little bit more complex. But the easiest way to determine is to track your food with an app. It's the easiest way to do it. It's the simplest way to do it. You can eyeball it. You can guess. But you're not going to be right. Um, you're going to be off a little bit. If you track everything you eat on your phone, which most people are on their phone four to five hours a day, you can find time to put your, your food in there if it's important. That's the simplest way to do it is to track. If you want to be more complex with it, then you can try to figure it out another way um but the simplest way to do it is to track your food and you know basic biology is fewer calories than you burn every day you lose weight take in more calories than you burn every day than you gain weight so if you're sitting here and you have excess weight on your body that means over time you have taken in more calories than you have burned the solution you go ahead no the solution to the diet as we say that the people hear that and everyone kind of I think understands if I eat more than I burned, so I need to burn more. That is a recipe for a very complex and negative relationship to exercise. Yep. So 
We want to solve the calorie balance issue with food first and exercise as a byproduct. We're going to talk about what that means to us. Um, but also, how much is an hour of exercise going to burn? Not even a full burger. Yep. Half yes. a burger, a quarter yep. of a burger, maybe. Two, two, two little bites. dipping sauces. Half yep. a donut, maybe a donut. So it's Simple a, question. It, yeah, go ahead. Uh, should I eat the same every single day if I am tracking my food? 80% of the food that you eat naturally is going to be the same thing. We get into rhythms where people, we're creatures of habit. And this to me is not a negative. It's the most positive thing in the world. Because if you can track your food and adjust your eating and see what it's like to eat the proper amount, if you can do that for a short amount of time in the life, like in the grand scheme of things in your life, you are going to have the freedom to naturally eat without feeling like you're tied to an app or that you're lost. I suggest that people, I, I want, my goal is for clients to not have to track their food every day. Yeah. I do not track my food every day. I track my food usually once every three weeks, once a month, because I eat the same foods with 80% of the same foods. Mm -hmm. So if, if you, you know, the average person is going to find that routine and you're going to feel like, oh man, I'm in a routine. I could do this. You see success. Well, if you do the same thing, you don't have to, you don't have to just keep tracking the same food every day. But like Hunter said, what happens is we start to drift. That tablespoon of peanut butter turns into, oh, I'm just going to kind of eyeball a scoop here. I'm going to throw a couple extra almonds in that. Oh, let's use some olive oil tonight. That'll be good. Oh, let's, I've been doing this a long time. I'm kind of getting tired of this. Let's try a new recipe. And that's when you start to accidentally drift away. And so that's why tracking food should be a freedom thing that gives you the freedom to try new things. Um, but So even on the days I don't work out, I should eat the same on the days that I do work out? I think so. I think let's choose the amount of food and just keep it really simple. That's even too much in the weeds, I think. Workout days just versus not workout question, days. Because guess what happens? If you if you eat less when you don't work out, guess what you're going to do? You're going to have that relationship of food where exercise gives me more food. I got to exercise. I got to do this. And when you feel that way about exercise, you don't learn to love it. And you don't do it out of what it gives you. You, you do it for a, you know, you start to... Uh, think of, oh, exercise gives me more food. So and don't worry about a recipe. I, I look at calories over a week-to-week -week basis, not a day-to-day -day basis. And so um, over over the week, you want it to even out to a certain amount of point. Okay, so uh, cool. all right, that's water. So we got 100 ounces of water. We've got eight hours of sleep. We've got body weight and protein or goal body weight and protein. And we got tracking your food, eating less calories than you burn every single day. All right, what's next? We got to talk about working out. We are Jim. Yeah, we got to talk about working out. So let's keep it really simple. We want to exercise how many days per week? I think that four days a week is, let's just talk, maybe not the gold standard. If you work out four days a week, you're working out more days per week than you're resting. Yeah. Okay, so you're starting out. Let's keep it simple. Four days a week of exercise for the rest of your life, you're going to be in a great place. Um, what exercise looks like, however, is I think that's not too in the weeds. I think it's important to recognize mm -hmm. that there are, there are a couple different things that you want from exercise. Um, we need to lift things that are heavier than the things we lift in life or the things we may need to lift in life because our body is like a thermostat. It's going to adapt and we need to constantly give it something a little heavier than what we normally do. 
And if you lift a certain weight every day or four days a week for six months, your body is not going to respond to that weight anymore because all of a sudden you've gained strength. Yeah. So that weight needs to get a little bit heavier. So when we talk about weightlifting, in its simplest terms is we're trying to lift enough for your body to have to say, whoa, that was heavier than I'm used Last to. Time. Because guess what your body does? It just says, I need to be prepared for this. You build muscle. So we need to incorporate lifting weights and we need to incorporate intensity that also works the same way. I don't have to make my heart explode, Fran, to feel like I got health in my, for my heart, you know, yeah. for my cardiovascular health. What we need to do is we need the intensity to be slightly more than what we're used to. What we're used to. The simplest way to say it is get out of breath. Yeah. Get out of breath. Get because sweaty. Yeah. Lift, as you get fitter, weights, get out sweaty. of breath is going to be a little harder. And four, so you're going to... Four days a week, lift weights and get out of breath. Four days a week. Yeah. And... uh do it in the way that you enjoy it. Like, yeah. you know, be able to, to do it in a version in a way that you can consistently do it. Do it in a way that you can do it for years, not just for four weeks or yeah. four months. Do it. Find something to where you can lift weights and get out of breath four days a week. And yeah. if you do that and you're the type of person that gets out of breath and lifts weights four days a week, whether you're on vacation, whether you're at home, whatever, it's just part of life, you're going to be in good life. shape. All right, what else? What's next? I think for the most part, I, that's as that's simple it. as it that's needs to be. That's about as simple as you can possibly That was get. a trick question. I love here's how the, you did that. That I, was a great question. Here's <laughs> some, we thought, oh, there's, surely there's got to be more be than else. that. Uh, simply put, and, and I think if we can go back and think about each of the little um, tags we just had there, water, sleep, food, protein, lifting weights, um, what it boils down to, simply put, and this is something I try to think about, is what amount then what kind so if we're thinking what what kind of water do i need to drink what kind of sleep supplement do i need to take what kind of tracking app do i need to use what kind of protein should i take what kind of weight should i lift that's too complicated think about what amount what you are actually doing first and then whenever you feel like you've hit that point and you've reached your goal then we can worry about what kind but one amount then what kind is the way I like to think about it to keep it simple. All that is secondary to what is primary majoring in these, these five areas is, is what is the most important thing. One, one tool that you can use to make sure that you do these things is accountability. And mm -hmm. so accountability can be, can come in many different forms. It can be a daily checklist that you have that you hold yourself accountable to. It can be joining a gym and paying the money that you know, when I pay the money, I'm going to do it. You can, it can be the nutrition coach that you hire, same thing. They're going to hold you accountable by reaching out to you, and they're also going to uh, – you're going to be accountable by your money. It can be a friend that you – is your workout and accountability partner in each of these five areas. It can be your spouse. It can, there's so many different forms of accountability, but if you're really serious about doing these, you need to implement some form of accountability in your own life to make sure that, that you do it every single day. You got to remember why you do it because the protein is going to start to taste after a little while. You're going to start to crave some, a little more variety. You got to remember, uh, that, you know, in, it's going to be very easy to in the day to day and consistent consistency is not necessarily, it's not variety. Yeah. And what we're going to want is we're going to want variety. We're going to start to tell ourselves, Oh, we need to change it up. Oh, I need to do this. And, the, I think one of the easiest things to do is just to write down why you do these things and remind yourself of it often. You know, 
it's it's really easy you know when things get hard with your kids it's easy to remember like why i love my kids like i want to provide for them i'm going to work hard for them i'm going to keep doing these things to take care of them the why is right in front of you with our fitness with our health sometimes the why isn't right there in front of you it's um it's hard to see the sickness that you're preventing because you don't have it and so like reminding yourself of why look around i heard you say this yesterday hunter uh look around when you're out in public when you're at the grocery store just look around at what at at the health and what you see as normal and when you become aware of that just remember the why of why we why we pay attention to what we order at a restaurant Uh, why we don't just gouge ourselves with food Mm -hmm. you know the why is it's present we just need to look just look for it um i would i would totally totally speak to and agree to that i heard something the other day um that Greg Glassman actually said is that um, functional fitness has an elegant solution to some of the most vexing problems that society presents. And that sounds super complicated, but what is that really? It's like sometimes the why isn't like everyone's why is different. Sometimes the why doesn't already like exist. Sometimes the why is like preventing something from happening or that why is sort of chasing us in the background in the back of our head. Um, so don't, don't ever complicate why. Like have a really, really good, simple, consistent reason why you want to do this, and don't don't stop thinking about it. Don't forget about it because that's what's going to keep you going. Uh, frequently asked questions, frequently seen, reposted content, um, things that are not qualifying as simple nutrition. Um, like your post about aspartame and diet yeah, and yeah, uh, artificial sweeteners, not a thing. Fear mongering, proven. Use, use diet drinks. If you need to cut sugar, use diet drinks. Zero-calorie drinks, go for it. Um, as long as I think you keep it under 50 cans per day, I think you're in the clear. Yeah. That's, that seems to be what, what science tells us. So artificial sweeteners, organic versus non-organic. Uh, I would still say important. You know, yeah. there's, if you feel, feel very uh, – if you feel like um, Led there. environmental, you know, grass-fed – uh, non-antibiotic. If you feel pre- if you feel passionate about some of those things, definitely, absolutely, you know, um, not speaking bad about it at all. However, like, if you're struggling with your weight, an organic, an organic food or a non-organic food is not going to matter at all. Organic snacks, oftentimes, and this is just the sad truth, is that most of the time marketing is out to get you and someone's profiting off of some sort of fear they're creating and so uh if it's organic chips or or tostitos scoops they're the same number of calories i promise you they're the same number of calories but one of them is marketing and doubling the price to tell you that organic chips are going to create change and most of the time people's greatest change is going to come from controlling their calories so we're going to say you know what, let's focus on calories first and then maybe build into quality later and over time. Um, seed oils, that's another one. Jeez, I'll, it makes me want to puke because guess what seed oils are in? They're in donuts, they're in cheeseburgers, they're in french fries at McDonald's, but seed oils are not in you cooking at home yeah. and controlling your fat content and keeping up with your macros in an app. Um, seed oils are in foods that are i think what we're going to say is that we're trying to avoid and so when you don't go buy mcdonald's or go buy chick-fil-a every night you don't have to worry about what type of oil your fried chicken is in 
Because you're so, not eating fried chicken. Because you're yeah. not eating. You're not going to fast food. You're cooking your food at home. You're having some vegetables. You're having some lean meats, and you're preparing it yourself. So that's one of those things that it's like, it's it's not even the point of avoiding seed oils. All that's doing is scaring people uh, and telling them that there's all these poisons. When in reality, like the calorie, the excess calories, is what causes those side effects. But so that's one thing that I think is. Um, is like I'm kind of a little bit extra passionate about. Prepare more of your meals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Make your stuff at home. You know what you're putting in your food. You don't know what they're putting in your food at the restaurant, no matter how close you think the macros are. Um, you have no idea what they're putting in there. So the more you the more you can eat at home, number one, you're going to save money by not eating out. Number two, you're going to have a lot better idea of what, you, what you're eating if you're, if you're the one preparing it as opposed to somebody else preparing it for you. Uh, what else? Anything else? Supplements. People always ask about supplements. Yes, there's lots of supplements that can definitely have an impact, but that's, like I said, the 1%, the 0.5%, the 0.25%, the 90, if you do the first five things we said, you'll be 90 to 95% of the way there. If you lose, if you counter, if you counter food, you eat protein, you, you sleep a little better, you drink water and you lose 10 to 15 pounds of body fat, I promise you can, you can worry about the supplements later. Yeah. Yeah, is, ask one is, of us. We'd love to help you learn which one once you get there. You know. Yeah, but but nothing, absolutely nothing is going to move the needle like you losing that that body weight that you've put on the last couple of years and the confidence that you're going to feel when you start fitting in the clothes that you haven't put on in years. I promise. There's there's not a single thing. There's not a single fish oil supplement that is going to make you feel better <laughs> than you are when you put on the jeans you haven't put on in four years since before you had kids. And that fish oil is a crutch. Like, I I mean, or just whatever it is, it's like, I I think, I hope this is going to be very freeing for you. And if you have questions and ask, uh, or please ask, I posted about aspartame and some of the just garbage media that has been around that. And someone asked, well, what about artificial sweeteners and belly fat? And it was a great question because that's also out there. I had, I didn't even think about that as being a real thing because it's not. And so those are the things that Oftentimes, a lot of our members and clients are, are seeing, and but their goal, it's, it's, it's not in line with what, what they're, they're actually trying to do. So um, let's talk please about, ask those questions. Let's talk about food quality really quick. We didn't really go into detail on food quality. Food quality is very important, but when you set your macros and you're eating less than you're taking in, that is self-selecting in a lot of ways because you can't eat the garbage or else you're going to go way over on your on your calories and, and way under on your protein. And so if you're going to eat the, the, the calorie goal that you want while also eating the protein goal, you're going to have to eat higher quality food because you're not going to be able to, you're going to be way over on fat and way under on protein and way over on calories in order to get your protein, unless you're eating higher quality food. So that's, you know, if you're, if you're sitting, setting your macros and hitting those, um, every single day, you're going to have to eat higher quality food. And, uh, that's more of a self-selecting thing. For sure. What else? Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Man, I think this is really good. Yeah, that was great. So that is nutrition made simple. Hopefully you guys got some takeaways from that and you can apply it and, uh, and uh, you know, share it with your friends. If you have questions about your kids, like what should my kids eat? What should the family eat? How do I prepare all this for kids? It's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's they need to eat more meat and fill up a little more. We need to not have stuff around. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, – the last thing uh, because – I was just thinking the question about simple nutrition. It's like, okay, I got this for me. What about everyone else in the family? And uh, the simplest thing you can do is not have the food around because you're a lot less likely to drive to the store and pick up a box of goldfish and come home and sit on the couch and eat it 
than you would if it was just already in the pantry. For so sure. one of the simplest things you can do to cut down on some of those foods you, you know you're overeating is not to have them around. And you're probably not going to be popular in the house. Maybe don't make that decision alone. Make that decision with other people. But uh, that's that's a last little simple tip. Is is. You, can't, you can't snack on something you don't have at the house. And if it is at the house, you are going to snack on it. So, all right. Well, that's a really great discussion, guys. Let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. All right. So, Tyler, ch- chime in. What you got? Outside the box going on right now. It is uh, currently July, and it's hot outside. Um, and we have been spending the afternoons. We've been doing a, a little bit of cooking uh, on the on the Traeger. The old Traeger has been fun. I love smoking meats. Um, smoking the meat. So we just ordered, speaking of protein, we just ordered and uh, put in order for a half of a cow. And so all right, pretty excited about the amount of beef coming into the One of the, the simplest household. things you can do in your nutrition is to buy 80 just, pounds of beef at once. Just only have beef in your house. How much it's is easy. half a cow? Um, Did you, do you have like, the measurement? Like pounds? Yeah. Like, it, it's like 80 pounds of ground beef. It's and like, like 80? And there's like 15, that was a random guess. St- like it's, and there's like 15 steaks, like some... Some briskets, some ribs. I mean, it's gonna be awesome. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, so just been getting my uh, getting my barbecue game right. You know, finding some some healthy ways to cook multiple variations of cow. That's, that's what's a, going on. That's very exciting, Caleb. What about you? You got anything going on? Uh, playing in a golf tournament. Uh, Mississippi State alumni. I'm not one, but I got invited by one. So little four man scramble. Uh, nothing. I don't know. I, I love that? I love a good scramble because let me tell you this is something that you I'll don't play get a in scramble. you don't get in other sports in when you do a golf scramble there are four people it's like playing basketball where every time someone shoots you get four buddies and you all get to take turns shooting and if one person makes it everyone celebrates and so I think the the beauty about the classic golf scramble is that you get to experience like the actual joy of feeling like you succeeded when someone else succeeded. So uh, that's a little in-depth on the scramble, but I've been thinking about it. It's one of the highlights of, uh, to me, like one of the most fun things you can do is at every skill level, everybody kind of feels like you're better than you are. And that's always good <laughs> in golf. So uh, when's your scramble? Uh, it's coming up on next, uh, next weekend. Sweet. Next, next Friday. Yeah. So where are y'all playing? Lake Caroline. Nice. Out in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Kinda. I'll stop by on the way home. I'm going to try to heckle you on uh, the 14th hole. I'll wait for you out there. Stand on the road. (laughs) All right. uh, Recommends. What you guys got to recommend? Anything? Anything? Bueller? (laughs) Bueller? Bueller? Bueller. You didn't even give us any time to pull up our notes. These recommends, they come to me in the middle of the night. I'm like, man, this would really help people. And then we get in the moment, and I'm like, Hey, I've got one for you. Um Growing up, I've been a stand-up comedy fan. Uh, I always have loved listening to comedy. And Gabriel Iglesias has been one of my favorite comedians growing up. He's just so creative. And he was on uh, – I don't. I haven't been watching a whole lot of Joe Rogan, but he was on Joe Rogan the other day. And listening to his story is – I had no idea about how like much he sacrificed, how hard he worked to get to where he is um, now as a very successful uh, you know, media sensation and, and, and comedian. So – if you're if you're into comedy and you like uh, listening to people's stories, listen to Gabriel Iglesias on Joe Rogan. It was uh, it was a really really good listen, and he's hilarious. 
did I recommend the book uh, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle? Dude, I, I, I'm reading it now, and I texted you this the other night. But no, tell us about it. Totally. I meant to recommend it on the podcast. I recommend it to a lot of people. So I read that while we were on vacation, and I, I finished it in like two days, three days. It was one of those that from the from the right at the start of the book, you're into it, and I really liked it because it uh, it has a lot of like uh, time travel type stuff. Basically, the premise is this guy wakes up and he doesn't remember who he is and he's trying to figure out what's going on and he's reliving the same day over and over and uh in a different person's body and it's at this uh at this english manor party type thing and he's trying to figure out solve this murder figure out who uh this girl kills herself and he's trying to figure out well she was actually murdered so what's going on and it's just really fascinating it's really fast paced and really you know you're always trying to figure out what's going on and i i really liked it, it was a, a unique very unique very unique book. It was a great beach read. So if you like books like that, I would definitely recommend it. That book came up on my uh, Nook like daily find. It was like two bucks, and I always scroll through the Nook daily finds because it, it's kind of smart. It figures out what you like to read. And I bought it, and I started it, and then stopped. And I saw you post that, and I'm like, "That's in my library. I got to go back and start yeah. it again." And once you get into it, it's the, I've never I've never heard of a story that's like that where no. it's like Clue. Where you're in this yeah. manner and you're trying to solve a mystery, but every time you fall asleep, you wake up in a different yeah. character's body, and yeah. you've got to use that character to talk to the other one. And you got to really think Gosh, about it and, so and cool. keep keep track that, of what's going on. I and hope who they the make it into are. a movie. That would be a really uh, cool. I movie. saw they had plans to do, I think, a Netflix, and then it kind of fell through. So I don't know. Hopefully, they will do one. But it's kind of like Clue cross with uh, Groundhog Day cross with. Uh, uh, what was that Tom Cruise movie where he's reliving the same day over and over again? Except no, uh, well, wasn't Man on... No, it wasn't no, Man on Fire. That's Denzel. No, it, there was a Tom Cruise movie. It was like a futuristic movie where he, he was reliving the same day over and over again, and he kept dying and then starting over. Um, except when, you die, when you die, you start over as a different character as opposed to the same character. Huh. So it was a really interesting, very That's unique book. Good, I really liked it a lot. Good read. Yeah, yeah. That, that I, was I felt guilty because I was like, Hunter's it, the one that posted about this, and I started it again yeah. because of that, so I couldn't recommend it. But if I'm you got a uh, beach trip coming up, you got some free time, it's a very quick, fast-paced read, fun. Uh, I recommend it to anybody. So let me just give you guys a hard time a little bit because you made fun of me for recommending Protein Jello last year. I got made fun of for recommending liquid death water and i also got made fun of for recommending rice sticky rice and i had someone compliment me from listening on the podcast they are they've tried the rice and they love it so uh i'm going back to food this time we're going with hershey's zero sugar chocolate syrup i've been drizzling on a banana every night and uh drizzling. it's five calories per tablespoon so and now i will say caveat it does not quite taste the exact same so i'm gonna be honest with you but it looks like it and it gives you enough of a taste to where if you don't typically do a lot of hershey syrup it's probably going to taste like what you remember so go to your local grocery store pick up that and that could be a great thing to start doing with your kids is just saving you know 20 grams of sugar well not maybe 15 10 or 15 grams of sugar uh and you know using that with fruit if you want um nice yeah we'll accept that i mean it can be a weekend treat now if every night you've got to do hershey syrup to eat fruit like 
that's kind of missing the point. But uh, as a treat, if you're going to do a treat, instead of 100 calories, you might as well go with 10 calories. I'm going to give you all two for one real quick. Sorry, Tyler. That just reminded me. Fourth of July, next year, if you're making s'mores, instead of using Hershey's, use Reese's. Uh, my uh, my sister Reagan uh, had this idea. She brought Reese's for the s'mores, and I had it, and it was fire. It was delicious. It, it was it was it, it was a Reagan. game changer. Leave it to First, Reagan. you got to roast the Molly, then you get the yeah. get the gram. So get if you need how if you need if you uh, need a refresher on how to make s'mores, go watch uh, the Sandlot. But uh, uh, use a Reese's instead of a Hershey's, and it uh, it's a game changer. I don't know if I can wait till Fourth of July, Hunter. I, I, have a camp out then. If you yeah, have a camp out, that's if you're, a good if you're doing reason. a camp out uh, and you're going to make s'mores, uh, use that. Nice. You got a? Re- did you have a recommend, Tyler? Yeah, Gabriel Glaces. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you are, yeah, you went first. So, Sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, that was really good stuff, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will catch you next time. See you. silky smooth sounds.